This is Reality Check. I'm Matt. And I'm Chris. We're two licensed therapists and two military veterans. And we're here to smash societal fantasy so you can live in reality. Welcome back to Reality Check. In our Mental Health is Weaponized series, Narcissistic Personality Disorder and Why It's Misused. Yeah, so here's the thing, and I have to explain this to people all the time, but whenever a mental health disorder mm -hmm. makes its way into the general public, there's not enough really good information and education out there, and so it gets misused very quickly because it's misunderstood. So this is not all cynical, it's not all on purpose, but it's very misunderstood. Bipolar, which we'll get to in another section, Bipolar is not you're happy one minute and sad the next. I'm sorry, it's not what it is. Watch the next video if you want to know about bipolar. Right. But you, but bipolar is used very much to cripple people. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that we talk about narcissism and no. what it actually is. So we're going to start out with the definition and then we're going to go okay. from there. So per the current DSM-5, so narcissistic personality disorder is a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, which is you know, fantasy or behavior. It's a need for admiration, a lack of empathy, big one, beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts. And you need five of nine of the following, right? But hang on, before you do that, mm -hmm. I, I wanna hit one thing. Because this is the part people don't really understand. They think, oh, this person's really puffed up. He's really egotistical. It could be she, it's not just he, but it's anybody. And, you know, always wants to get his way, never can be wrong and all this. This is a pervasive pattern. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I want to say about diagnosis before we read all these is that this is a very common thing. Yeah. In, a, in a graduate school diagnosis class, and I've mm -hmm. got a buddy who just finished medical school and he told me it's the same You know, when they go to their pathology classes mm -hmm. and things, they learn to diagnose. People walk out of these classes diagnosing themselves with just about everything because they don't understand the art behind diagnosis. They see the science part but they don't understand the art. They don't understand right. like there is a way that you can identify a disorder and it takes a professional to do it. Yeah. So just because you can read a list of criteria does yeah. not mean you are qualified or able or have the skill to accurately diagnose. Right. So again, like we're gonna pick apart pervasive pattern, like it, it personality, like it is ingrained in you. It is every fiber of your being. And the difference between that and hey, like you show some traits of. Right, like yeah, you have a trait here and there, but like no, you're not a personality disorder. Right, I have traits of probably just about every disorder in the book. Mm -hmm. As do you. Everybody as... does. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so because somebody exhibits a trait, does not mean that they meet the criteria for a personality disorder or any other disorder. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing we understand is that it's pervasive. And I want to point this out. This is so important. Is that a narcissist has a pervasive pattern of lacking empathy yeah. which means they lack the ability to care about you as a genuine human being yeah. I have worked so much this is a specialty of mine I've worked with not, not treating them actually because that's I mean, I've done it a little but treating people who have been destroyed right. by narcissists is a specialty of mine so yeah. I'm incredibly experienced in this narcissism this comes from personal experience or it's a professional experience this is the kind of person who can see their four-year-old daughter true story yeah in an Easter dress, flower in the hair, beautiful little girl, and be like, you look terrible. Who put that on you? Mm -hmm. now, put, your, put your head there. What does a little girl all dressed up for Easter want more than anything, in many cases, daddy to just look at her mm -hmm. and say, oh, you look so beautiful, right? Yeah. 
And so to take that moment where she needs that much and just crush her and rip her heart out. This yeah. is what a narcissist is capable of. You might think your husband, your wife, your whatever, your boss is a narcissist. No. But if you want to understand what a narcissist is, that's the level that we're talking about. Right. And we're going to get into out in public versus behind closed doors. Because a narcissist is only going to say you look terrible and who dressed you that way behind closed doors. Out in public, like a good example is like out in public had a couple of narcissists that would say like let's let's say I'm the narcissist and let's say for example like Matt's Matt's very sick but he's not really sick um, but I'm gonna say he is and he's like I'm gonna go to a therapist and I'm gonna go I'm just really worried about Matt you know he's always flying off the handle he, he's very sick and I and I really do hope that he gets the help that he needs that is a narcissist out in public a narcissist out in public will be like the deacon at your church, the head of your committee, the you know the best person in the world, and seem like the most kind-hearted person in the world in public, but then behind closed doors is just a complete monster. Yeah, and but that's the key is that there's a need for admiration. We talked about this, right? It's so strong and so pervasive that everywhere this narcissist is publicly, mm -hmm. it's it's an act that they are compelled. Right, their own sick nature is like compelling them to act in this way, and it's really sick and mm -hmm. troubling. And so you're not going to be able to unless you do what I do. Mm -hmm. Not even among therapists, right. I'm unique in this and my ability to, to spot a, a narcissist and to be able to help someone actually truly heal. Mm -hmm. Because a narcissist will destroy the core of who you are. That example I gave of yep. the little girl is only one of so many. This is the yep. real little girl I'm talking about one of so many examples of how they destroy your core. I have had people come to me so broken uh -huh. that they didn't want to live anymore because right. the narcissist ripped their heart out and then ripped their soul out and left them in pieces. Yeah. And so when we talk about narcissism, we have to talk about true sickness, true evil, and we cannot throw this around because just because somebody is egotistical and full of themselves and uh -huh. dominant, and this is one of the ways it gets misapplied, somebody is dominant mm -hmm. and we don't like the fact that they're dominant yep. we throw the name the label of narcissist on them mm -hmm. to cripple them right so but let's 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 finish some of this and then i want to come back and apply this in the real world because this is this is so important and it's happening so much today right so first one um has a grandiose sense of self-importance so that means exaggerating achievements and talents and expects to be recognized as a superior without any commiserate achievements. Like, so they achieve nothing, but they expect to be recognized as this incredibly awesome person. So that is what? Delusional, right? Right. What people don't understand that in narcissism, there's this, there is this delusion that's present. Yeah. This isn't just being full of yourself. You're actually delusional in your thinking that you deserve to be treated like a king, like royalty, like uh -huh. president, even when you don't deserve it. See, someone can be a jerk, they can be they can be you know overachieving they can be they can be micromanaging they can be a lot of things that you mm -hmm. don't like but it doesn't mean that they're delusional in this way and they have an irrational sense of self-importance yeah. that doesn't make any rational sense in the real world right so again understanding what this actually looks like mm -hmm. and diagnosing it as an art this is why we have to go through this but let's go yes. to the next one so, number two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Now, you're not going to know this because the narcissist won't show this to you. Mm -hmm. 
This is in the narcissist mind. Right. If you are very lucky, if you want to call it that, you might catch glimpses of it if you know what to look for. But no. generally speaking, this, and, and this is the funny thing about the diagnosis, what narcissist is going to show up in front of you and admit that? None. Well, and two, it really shows how broken a narcissist mind is. Like even ideal love, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've had a client that, you know, ideal love to the narcissist was cooking their meal perfectly. Like literally was trying to repair this woman, like had an instance where she overcooked his steak mm -hmm. and he beat the hell out of her to put her in the hospital and was still accusing her of not loving him because she didn't cook his steak correctly. And that's another irrational thing, but a narcissist will do this. That example you just gave is so familiar to me with other examples that mm -hmm. I've seen. And what will happen, and this is very true, is the person who's the victim will end up not believing their own reality because the narcissist refuses to stay in reality right. and will blame that other person. Somehow, some way, I don't know how, but somehow, some way, it's going to be her fault. Yeah. And then eventually she's going to question herself and she's going to wonder if it was her fault. So if you can't meet that ideal thing, you might get beaten, you maybe physically, maybe verbally. Right. But even if you think you do, because it's not rational, it will actually never measure up. So if you're with a narcissist, first of all, get out. Mm -hmm. If you need help, then call someone who knows how to do this. But just know that ideal thing that you're talking mm -hmm. about is not possible to satisfy because right. it's not real. It's like going to the science museum and there's yes. a little spring you see yep. and you want to reach out and grab it. This is what it's like being with a narcissist. Every time you grab, it's not there. You see it. Yes. And you think there's and then the narcissist telling you no, it's real. What's wrong with you? I'm grabbing yeah. it. And then you're grabbing it and, and then your mind is just getting screwed yeah. up because you cannot grasp reality because the person you're with, you somehow believe that this person you're with has a soul, but yes. you have to learn that they don't. No. And to quantify your science example, the narcissist lacks the insight of an awareness. They actually do believe that they are grabbing the hologram of the spring and they are actively feeling superior to you and they are actively ashamed of you that you can't. And that's why, one of the many reasons why it's impossible to be in a relationship with a narcissist. Mm -hmm. So let's see what we have next. Okay, so three is believes that they are special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. You know what's funny about that? Is sometimes a narcissist will, will see me on their level. Mm -hmm. And so they'll speak to me in a way that is different. Now, I don't want to be on their level, just, right. just for the record. I don't want them to see me that way, but sometimes because I own my own company and I've got mm -hmm. employees and all this stuff, oh, this is somebody worth talking to, right? Right. And, and it's really weird, but there's only a few, a select few you know, people in their lives that they will ever feel that way with, mm -hmm. but even when they do, trust me, in their mind, they're still thinking themselves superior. Right. It's just you're close enough that you're worthy or it depends on what they want, right? Because they lack empathy to a, such a high degree that they'll, you know, let's say that you need to write a letter to court that tells the court that, hey, they're, they're, they're a good person after all, right? Have and, you had this before? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, more <laughs> than too. a couple times. Yeah. And they'll be like, wow, like you're so talented and you are so gifted as a therapist. You're the most amazing therapist in the world. Like, mm -hmm. has anybody told you how great you are? Mm -hmm. Like, I really respect you. But do you know how quickly that turns to anger and hatred? Yeah. 
As soon I as mean, you, as soon as you tell them that you're not writing the letter and that you're lying and that you're not being genuine, then you're incompetent. You're a quack, mm -hmm. right? Yes. You don't you don't deserve the office you're sitting. I mean, it goes on and on and on. No. So, all right, let's keep let's knock this list out. So, number four is need for excessive admiration. Right, and and the key word there is need. Right. A lot of people like admiration, mm -hmm. but need, think of need for a narcissist like your need for food or water. Yes. That matches that need in a narcissist. A narcissist without this will self-destruct, will essentially die from the inside. No. I actually just had a, a run-in with a, a mutual narcissist that we know, and he has nobody to feed on. Really? And so he has lost half of his body weight, like he's gaunt, like he's just just hollow, just not, he's literally unrecognizable. Somebody mm -hmm. had to actually point them out to me. And I was like, he has nobody to eat. He has nobody to feed off of. But the moment that changes, then the weight will come back on. Mm -hmm and the smile will return. Oh, by the way, the smile of a narcissist is very deceptive. Mm -hmm. They are charmers, and we, this will be a separate episode because this deserves its own um, episode, but the way that they are able to go after romantic partners mm -hmm. is nothing short of sick, and we're gonna get into that, and if you've fallen victim to it, it's a very calculated thing. But right. let's move on to the next one. Um, has a sense of entitlement, uh, looks like unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with their expectations. And this is important to understand too because even if you meet that expectation, because of the delusional um, nature of their mind, mm -hmm. you still, there'll be something wrong with it. Right. I've had so many people tell me, women especially in these cases, where like, I, you know, I didn't dress in yellow and black for 20 years because he hates yellow and black. And he had this idea of a woman in gray and this kind of hair. And I would do everything exactly as he said. I've heard the story so many times. And it still, there was something wrong because their need is, it goes beyond, right. it goes beyond perfection. It's so irrational mm -hmm. that it would require true perfection. Right. And even then their irrational mind would see something imperfect about it. And it yeah. is impossible, and I have to stress this, to meet the needs of a narcissist. Yeah. And they'll never directly explain themselves. Like, let's take like accounting, for example. Um, most narcissists that I've met are pretty non-intelligent, very low intelligence. So They think that they have high intelligence. Right, they think that they have high intelligence because it looks like, to a narcissist, it's going to look like... Um, hey, I'm having trouble like balancing this month's books, like, um, or no, they'll say like, you balance this month's books, um, but you're in charge of accounting. Well, I know I can do it, but I, you know, I, I, I don't think you can do it. I think that you're mm -hmm. so stupid that you're not gonna be able to figure that's, this that's out. One, yeah, I want you to do trick. it for me. Yeah, that's one trick. They have many tricks like that, but that's, but that's right. one. But it'll somehow be on mm -hmm. you. It will somehow right? be your fault, and it will somehow be like, I can do this so perfectly that I don't need to show you that I can. Another thing that you'll see is, I did this thing for you, and this for you, and this, and you haven't ever appreciated anything, and they'll use that guilt. Mm -hmm. And that didn't actually happen. Oh, and they'll make you question your own reality, and they'll make you start believing things that did or did not happen, and then all of a sudden you will feel guilt, and you will do this thing they wanted you to do, and it's, it's very, very... Mm -hmm. Very, um, yeah, very pernicious. Right. Um, is interpersonally exploitive, so takes advantages of others to achieve their own ends. Yeah, all the time. And this is where they get very calculating. And 
what I will say is there's there's a there's a lot of uh, parallels between mm-hmm. um, narcissists and people who are of the antisocial variety. And in no. antisocial, you're talking um, psychopaths and sociopaths, and the the lack of empathy and the way you manipulate situations. You know, there, there's a lot about that because here's what you have to understand about those three groups of people. All three of those have struggle with empathy or don't have empathy, right? right? And um, and what they what they enjoy is screwing with your emotions. Mm-hmm. So you got to think if you don't have any, what joy do you have? That's not real joy. But the only pleasure is screwing with other people. And so this is what I try to explain to people. With a narcissist, mm-hmm. they're always playing chess. Right. You're living life. You're a, a, an emotional, living, breathing human mm-hmm. being. But they're not so much. Right. They're more like an android in human form, right? Mm-hmm. So, but they're always playing chess. And if you can start to see their moves like chess moves, yeah. then you can start to understand. Whenever you see them as human beings, that's when you suffer. Right. When you can see them for who they are. Oh, this is just a chess move. Oh, no, that can free you. Honestly, if you look through the lens of, if you take everything a narcissist does and distill it down to control, manipulation, and attention, those are the three things that I think about when I think about motivation for behavior for a narcissist. Yep. And then you can start to see the chess pattern forming of like, oh, they did this to be manipulative. Like they mm-hmm. wanted me to hate. They wanted me to hate this person I was going to be friends with because they don't want somebody else in my life, right? Or, oh well, you know. I'm not fat, but they kept telling me that I need to lose weight, um, and really they just wanted to control me. And what you have to start understanding is, almost everything a narcissist says mm-hmm. will have a hidden meaning behind mm-hmm. it. They'll be planting seeds somehow to take advantage of something else mm-hmm. in the future, and and this is always, and like you just said right there, these little tiny statements yeah. are always so vicious. Right. So we have what, like eight? Two more. Two more? No, three more. Three more, okay. So, Just knock the last three out and then we'll finish this up. So number seven is probably like the biggest one as you've talked about, Matt. Like lack of empathy is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. I'm going to change that instead of unwilling. Like it's they are mentally incapable of recognizing mm-hmm. or identifying with the feelings of needs or others. They can't. They can't do it. I've never seen a narcissist. Now, where they'll fool you is they'll pretend. Yes. They're very good at pretending, feigning empathy. Yes. And what they do is they'll put, they'll, they'll become a character, like you mentioned, a deacon in a church or, or something like that. Right. And they will be one of the most spiritual people you've ever met. They're the ones with, they'll, they'll go up there and they'll talk about their experiences with Christ and they'll be bawling in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, he's such a great person, and they are eating that up. Like, mm-hmm. this is fuel for them. Right. The fact that they have this environment where everybody believes them, mm-hmm. right, that's fuel. There's this interesting Netflix documentary called Our Father, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this guy's a narcissist, and I don't like to diagnose, you know, from my chair, and I don't know this guy. Right. Right, so understand that's not what I'm doing. But it's very interesting how this guy, and I don't know if you don't know this, Mm-hmm. You, you'll be fascinated to watch it, but essentially he's a fertility doctor, and so he jacks off and uses his sperm and puts right. that in women for yeah. for decades. Right. And so now he has all this offspring that's his, but the mm-hmm. parents didn't know it, and they didn't know it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he has his own little Christian community that despite all the evidence that came mm-hmm. out, they all still believe in him. Yeah. And I'm just thinking that is just 
like a narcissist would be. A narcissist is going to have their little safe place where everybody believes them, and mm -hmm. that's where they'll feed. Now, again, I'm not diagnosing him. You can make your own conclusions. Right. But it's certainly a narcissistic thing to do yeah. to create essentially a race of... <laughs> You know your your DNA, and then the way he handled it. Anyway, it was it was. I don't know exactly what he is, but but it's a very fascinating thing. But understand the point of that is that we often not we, but if you're a narcissist, you often will have at least some safe place where you can feed. And the person you're describing, who has no place, that's actually more rare. Yes. That they're not able to find anyone. Well, it's so rare right now because he's under so many legal troubles. Like mm -hmm. he has so much legal trouble right now mm -hmm. that the courts have restricted his movement. So like he actually can't go out and feed and he can't go out oh. and make the contacts that he usually does. And and see in prison actually narcissists tend to do fine because they work their same mm -hmm. uh, kind of magic if you want to call it that there. Um, but where they'll really die if they get in trouble in prison and they go to the hole, yeah. you know, six months in the hole will pretty much destroy them completely. Yes. And that's a whole other topic, prison life and all of that. So we got, what, yes. two more now? Two more. So is often envious of others or believes that other people are envious of them? Yes, all the time. Let's go to the last one. And then uh, last one is shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. Okay, so for the sake of time, we're going to kind of wrap this up. But... According to this book, you need five or more of those. Right. Um, so, I mean, the one, the one though, in the beginning that says, I don't know why they have the lack of empathy as one of those, because that's listed in the heading there as, right. as part of the pervasive part mm -hmm. of the personality. But here's the thing you have to understand about a narcissist, okay? The narcissist is not the person, most likely, that is a public nuisance, nuisance that is publicly an angry person, yeah. a dominating person, a person that is unliked, is not a narcissist. Right. Say what you will, say what you will, but Trump is not a narcissist. No. Because nobody would act that way in public. Not now, a narcissist. Narcissist would never be that way in public. You might think he's a bad guy. Fair enough. No. Whatever you think, I don't care. But he's not a narcissist because it does not no. fit the criteria, not even close. If he was a true narcissist, you yeah. would think he was an amazing person. Right. So if you... If you think someone is a jerk and they're publicly that way, you can cross narcissism off the list. You, yes. you can look at jerk, yeah. but don't look at narcissism. And this, the whole point of this is why and how it's misused. So this is the part I want to hit before we wrap up. Because when someone is publicly mm -hmm. pronounced to be a narcissist, right. it cripples them. So let's just take simple examples. Like let's say you're a father who's wanting to discipline your kid, but now mm -hmm. the school, for example, has you labeled as a narcissist. The teacher mm -hmm. thinks you're a narcissist then this father might feel crippled and unable to do anything about their child's right. behavior because they were just crippled. Mm -hmm. This could happen in a church setting, it can happen in a school setting, it can happen in many, maybe at work because you have an opinion. Now, this is what we're seeing. It happens to men and women, by the way. You have an opinion and you don't agree, so you're less agreeable. Yeah. See, society's always had this way of dealing with less agreeable women. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. And one common way now is to label them a narcissist. No. Because if we label them a narcissist, then it shuts them up and it, and it makes them cow. Right. This is sick behavior. So if you are not a mental health professional, you shouldn't be trying to diagnose anybody no. with narcissism. And if you are, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be doing it publicly. No. So this should not be a thing that's being thrown around anywhere. It has to, have, it has to be handled in a private setting no. with professionalism. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop weaponizing mental health. Right. No. I Completely agree. All right, we'll see you next time. Stay tuned for bipolar. Thank you for tuning in to Reality Check. Please like, share, subscribe, and comment below. 
And if you know anyone else that could use a reality check, share the link. See you next time.